Buenas noches, San Antonio. Welcome to Puto SAFC. Shattuck and Clayton. Clayton, what's up, man? It's good um, to be back in the pod, Dan. Yeah, dude. Uh, we're back. We are uh, going to start the breakdown, as Tears for Fears um, was just telling us about right there. The start of the breakdown. You know, you can you can just basically type in any word, like like songs with blank in the title, and and you can find it is amazing what the internet can do for you these like but that was awesome that was like i found it's like started the breakdown by tears for fears I, I i wasn't familiar with this song and then i was like boom that's perfect that's exactly what we're doing tonight i thought you were better than that clayton I, well I thought, you were, I thought you were a vinyl man all so right. i had like i so i immediately i was like all right so the start of the season music and it start me up by uh by the rolling stones that immediately came into my head i didn't have to look that up we didn't start the fire you know, like, that's not... I didn't want to hear that, but that has start in it. Um, Cliché-ridden. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I had to I had to cheat a little bit, but, I mean, but I, I'm a better person now for hearing that song. I don't, rem- <laughs> I don't remember that song. No, it's... I could totally picture an 80s movie with yes. that in the background. Yeah. And We're like, sitting here scri- scribbling our notes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that just might be our pod music for now. Yeah, but, you know, that's what we're going to do. We're going to start the breakdown. We are going to start... Uh, we're gonna talk about SAFC tonight, right? I'm just shocked that we both have iPhone fives. <laughs> yeah, we've got to be the only two humans. And, and mine's like an SE. Mine's like the one like for old people. That Mine you, too. You, you just want to have like a nine one one programmed in it. <laughs> the, does it have the large, the large icons? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the fat f- fat finger yes, feature. All, all of that's there for me. Like all, Homer Simpson. Has. All, all of that. All of that. <laughs> so this is our big. Season preview, Clayton, it yeah. is. And you know why? Because SAFC is starting a season. And so we're going to preview it because that's what we're about. And that's what we like doing. And you know, like, I decided today, you know, like, I wasn't great at my job today. And I wouldn't necessarily say I was a great parent today. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be great at this podcast this evening. You know? So I put some thought into this. I'm, I'm excited. Well, I hope you shit greatness tonight, Clayton. That's, I see the notes. So you're keeping with your 2020 New Year's resolution? That was last year, and then this year's enthusiasm. Oh. So, so greatness is going to be part enthusiasm, part preparedness tonight. Hey, I think we need to cheers on a, a barnstorm well done. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. We got three out of four, right? We didn't get to, um, we didn't get to the academy, out to the academy. But you know what? Three out of four is pretty good, considering we're pretty new at this, and like we just have to. Who four was? I'm a big goal person, but that's not the goal. The goal is not to get perfection. Clayton, I love just meeting people. Like I've gotten so much. We've met so many new people out there at Small Goal Soccer. Yes. At the Listener Happy Hour. Right. Uh, was there a third of oh high school soccer? That guy we met that was a lead yes, parent. Yes. Right, a lead parent right before the high school championship. Yes. Listener Kathy. Texted in about the Bernie connection and Michael Strong. Yes, because they were big Heights Mules parents exactly. back in the day around his day. And, and the part of the part of the whole notion of barnstorming with baseball was so like people that wouldn't normally get to see these teams play, they're taking their they're taking it out to the masses. They're 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 taking it out and saying, hey, you know what? We'd like you to see us, and we'd like to see you. I you think know, right, and and we've done that, right? We stayed in the spirit of things. I see exactly what you're getting at. Mission accomplished for sure. My work neighbor Natalie came up to me today and was like, "Hey, I listened. To, we should have done this off air, maybe, but I listened to the uh, the high school episode. That was great. Like, our, she shared it with her soccer team parents of her daughter. Oh, cool to hear like about the scene. She was like, I told her about the academy idea, and she was all in. She's like, "That sounds great. Like, people want to hear." 
maybe even players' stories about how they made it or how they sure, got Sure, if into someone's it. wondering, like, is this going to be a good thing for my kid? Like, let's hear from a kid that actually went through it, like when we got to talk to Michael. So I think when, the, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that, calling the, high, the college player. Mm-hmm. I think during the season this year, it could be a good thing if maybe there's like three straight road games that no one's really watching. Maybe we call up Nick, you know? I don't think we need to keep the barnstorm till next fall. I think those are some of our best episodes yes, when I we s- go outside the box. I see what you're saying, right. And like it can get a little it can get a little tough on us also trying to figure out how we're gonna how we're gonna convey the product that we saw every week to, to people and, and keep it interesting for people. When people aren't really watching the road games anyway. Yeah. I'm know, not sure if people not care. to say that not to be critical or anything like that, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's di- and it's different for us. It breaks things up for us. Yeah. So we'll we'll stay posted on that. But we should definitely circle around in it to Nick and okay. talk about the academy for sure. Ready to do our season preview? I think so. Okay. Here, let me break down the framework, and then you can go first. All right. Well, first of all, are we gonna are we gonna give them the, are we giving them the basics first? The dry stuff, the dry goods. Well, before sure. we get to the wet food. 2021 season, USL, there's two conferences. Is this the dry food you want? I mean... I think it's going to come up in our predictions. Okay, no, but I meant like... what? There's a game, Sat- this, there's a game this weekend. Saturday, let's, let's May 1st, the game. Yeah, 7.30, at home, Colorado Switchbacks. Fireworks after the game, tailgates before the game. 6 o'clock, we'll have a tailgate. If you're on your way to the game, listen to the last 30 minutes of this podcast, maybe. Yeah. For the, for the preview for that game. Sure, good, well, good way for people to, to listen and figure out what's going on. Yeah. Is that, is that the dry food you it. want that's, to that's deliver? Good. That's good. <laughs> okay, so I think what we discussed, what I was trying, what we tried, what I think we had agreed on was three predictions. Well, a number, maybe I don't know, three to five predictions about this year each, and then after that, we'll move to what we want to see this Saturday at the game. Yeah, there we go. Something like yes, maybe not three of each, but right. we're, we're gonna we're gonna give a something. number. We're, and, and, and we're going to end up talking about the team. We're going to end up talking about things and hopefully conveying some information. For sure. You got one to start with? Um, or you want me to go first? I'll, I'll go first. I'm going to go um, I'm gonna go uh, way broad. I'm going to go way from left field. Slap, actually, left coast. I think Marshawn Lynch is going to do something crazy this season in the USL. I wait, think, wait, the Oakland Raiders running back is playing yes. in the USL? So, Marshawn Lynch is part owner of the Oakland Roots. Is that what they're called, Matthew? The Oakland Roots. They are. And um, and this is something, this is a trend that we've seen kind of with soccer, like um, celebrities latching themselves onto teams. And we can talk about whether or not that's like a, like it's a, is it a business investment for them? Is it a, is it a flash in the pan type thing? Or is, what exactly is it? But Marshawn Lynch is a very outspoken, is a very outspoken person that's done some pretty flamboyant things during his time in the NFL. And uh, and he's now part owner of the Oakland Roots, which is one of the expansion teams this year. This, um, is, this is a great prediction, yeah, by the, the way. I love it. And, and, exactly. And like, I think to maybe raise awareness or to or just because he's a little a little bit out there, Marshawn Lynch is going to do something nutso that the average USL fan probably isn't going to know about but but we're going to see, we're going to see it and we're going to we're going to report on it. We're going to we're going to talk about it. Well, also, it's a way to break the little tight circle of USL fans. 
If he does something crazy... Crossover. Crossover. People who watch football will care and be like, what did he do? He ran on the field in a game and tackled the guy with the ball? Right. You, like, he's famous for... He, after he won some big game in the Pac-12, him taking a golf cart and, like, driving it, like, all around the field, like, and, like, making these crazy... Again, he's from Oakland. He's an Oakland native. He, he played high school football there and stuff like that. And that that's that team is... And the, kind of this is what I've talked about. There's there's a, this new team that started called the Oakland Roots, and they're... And they're um, out on the West Coast, and they're going to, like, their community activism is very much a part of what they're doing, you know? I love it. Uh, have you seen the video of him dancing on the sideline for the Raiders? Yes. There's some Oakland rapper that sings a song. Yes. And, like, the uh, maybe it was Dan Patrick that's saying, like, there's no symbiosis. There's no, like, unity like an Oakland rapper with the Oakland running back and the whole crowd and they're doing he's doing this dance and the whole crowd just goes eight. Yeah, it yes. is awesome. So I, I think he has the potential, and that's my prediction. Marshawn Lynch is gonna do something do something crazy this season. Did you hear what they did today? No. You may have already gotten your first prediction correct. No, what did they do? They uh, you know the season starts on Saturday, right? It does. Well actually the season's already started. There was actually a game already on on Saturday that I watched, but we'll get to that later. Oakland season starts on Saturday. There we go. They fired their coach today. <laughs> That is not a joke. They did. Marshawn Lynch in the in the uh, in the in the room making some decisions. They, Oakland Roots fired their coach. Like, <laughs> you know what? So that's the start of something. Maybe he'll t- maybe he'll take over. Maybe he'll coach. <laughs> so anyway, um, so the reason I bring that up is it's a prediction, and I, I'm truthful about it. I do think he'll do something crazy. But expansion and contraction, just real basic. We lost. There there are five teams that um, from last season that are no longer going to be teams this season in the USL. And you pointed me to an article, uh, and those teams are Reno, 1868, who was actually the highest point getter last season. The first place team yeah. in the regular season. St. Louis but... FC, they dropped out because they're getting becoming an MLS team. North Carolina FC, they dropped down to League One. They'll be probably a feeder team for when the Charlotte team becomes MLS. Interesting, though, because Charlotte Independence is still in the USL. That is, yes. So I think they might be the Wake Forest area team, right. like the research trend. Philadelphia Union 2 is dropping out because they're sticking with their MLS yeah. stuff. And Portland Timbers 2 um, wants to be, start like an MLS under-23 league, and they'll come back and they'll do that. So no one's saying COVID was the reason that we're, we're shutting down, but that may be some reasons. But so So you're losing five, and you're gaining one or just... I think just one, but I like that... Reno is getting replaced by Oakland because you're kind of at least filling that geographic area. Yeah, there we go. So you're losing it. So that's kind of why I brought up the Marshawn Lynch thing, and it's a truthful prediction. But I thought that would, you know, I think our listeners would like to, you know, we do a draft where people that consider themselves maybe knowledgeable in soccer. One of the person people uh, drafted uh, Reno that <laughs> that went out of business, correct? and nobody drafted Oakland, which I was. I forgot they were coming into the league. Right, so if any of our listeners are um, in a draft where you draft USL teams and have a fantasy league, don't draft any of those teams that we just mentioned. Spoiler alert. (laughs) They're not. We're the only dorks doing that. Anyway, Matthew, go. Thank you. I think you're going to love how this hog ties or tails or whatever onto yours. Uh, My prediction is we will barely make the playoffs. SAFC will barely make the playoffs. Um, last year we came in first, correct? We did. We had a strong season. We were in a division that was pretty weak. We had a super strong beginning of the season and went on a big time run. And then we floundered towards the end and limped into the playoffs. Just to give 
just to give listeners a sense of what happened last season. But go ahead. Good. Yeah, we were we undefeated for the longest time. For, we were. We were like the la- one of the last two teams in the USL, and then and then things happened, and we covered that last year. But we limped into the playoffs and lost in the first round. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that because I think we're any worse. I think we look like we have a strong squad, which we could get into later, but. We're in a different division. So because of COVID last year, we only played with five teams in our division. Right. And all year we wondered how good are these teams. Well, this year it's better. Let me just read you the list, okay? okay. Our division – so they they created divisions. So the big picture here. For the, for the longest time it's been two giant conferences. Yes. Eastern and Western with like – with 20 teams and not 20 maybe yeah. like yes like yeah. 20 teams in each conference so now there are still two conferences but now they've been broken up into two divisions in each conference and that's cuz less travel less covid problems yes. easier it makes sense like we're not talking about teams with giant right. budgets that need to be traveling all across the country we play these teams four times each going to get to know your neighbor four. get so to know get to know home, your neighbor two home and two away against austin Colorado Springs, El Paso, New Mexico, Real Monarchs, RGV, and us. So six teams that will go play, and six times, uh, twice away, twice at home. Clayton, it's a it's a good division, and I think it's going to be pretty. It's going to be a dogfight. You have to get in the top four out of seven to make the playoffs. So we only have to finish in the top half. Not even, huh? Yeah, because we're some of the team. Some of the divisions have eight, and ours only has seven. I think we're the only division that has just yeah, seven. Yeah, that's good. Uh, we saw la- at least if it's like last year, RGV was not good. Um, and the way the playoffs will work is this. Wait, oh, I'm sorry, you're you're, you're going through the teams. Looking the- at the seven teams, RGV was very unimpressive last year. Right, they looked like trash. And th- but they have a th- and they have a total new makeover this season. Everyone else in this division was good last year. Yep. Austin maybe wasn't so good. They didn't make the playoffs. They didn't, but... But most everyone else did. Colorado beat us two years ago to keep us out of the playoffs. Yep. El Paso beat us last year. New Mexico beat us in the playoffs. Colorado just got a brand new nice stadium, too. They're, they're not screwing around with it. Like, they're taking this seriously. And Monarchs traditionally have been a pretty good team. They won two years ago. They won the whole thing two years so, ago. So... Only one bad team in the division. That means six real teams. We could easily miss the playoffs, or we could finish first. For sure. I have something. Um, this is just going to go right into my prediction. I have specifically. We will be a number three or four seed in the playoffs. So we'll keep that. We'll keep it going on, and we'll and we're going to win. We're going to win a playoff game this year. Which one do you want me to write down? Can I choose a second one? That's yeah. Sure. Since we're we kind of are saying the same thing. Because that's You're what saying I we'll meant. barely make the playoffs. I was going to say. Th- Top a, a four or a three, right. also. But. And so for our listeners, the way that works is the number four seed from our division, which is the Mountain Division, will play the number one seed from the Pacific Division. The number two seed from the Pacific Division will play our number. Will play our number three. Our number three seed, and that that's the way it Ooh, will work. Do you think we'll go on the road? Those Pacific teams are a little weak. I could see that happening. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna yes, we're gonna go on the road. And we're gonna win this year. I'll, I'll even put in the notes after finishing. Yeah. Third or so. Fourth. I'm I'm bootstrapping your prediction somewhat, but I like it. I I think it's reasonable, and I'd like I would like to see that too. But last year, the reason I I like yours and that I didn't say it is you predicted last year we would host the playoff game, and we did, and I like that prediction, but I don't think we will. 
Well, I, I, <laughs> I don't I, think we will. I, this is me being wishful thinking, saying we're going to catch fire at the right time this year. Because last year, we very much were, like I said, limped into the playoffs. We're, we're, um, we're men without a country. Um, you know, there were lots of problems. But anyway, I'm going, I'm going glass half full. Glass half full with that prediction. Yeah, right good. So does that mean it's me now? Um, yeah, I guess back to you. Yeah. I've got four. Is that going to be okay with you? Four at once. Four predictions do? total. No, because I, no, I, I've got plenty of stuff to talk about. Okay. Now. I've got lots of things. So that's good? Yes. I think, Clayton, this is a prediction is a pretty freaking lame one. But maybe Joel Bixler and Dave Stolarski will enjoy this one. I think we're going to play a traditional four at the back. Period. Okay. Four defenders. Listeners, last year we played a lot of three center backs with wing backs, which you could call five. You could call three. Mm-hmm. The year before, we did a lot of this hybrid four turned into three turned into four right that was different coach for most of the season i don't think we'll do either i think we're gonna have two center backs and two wing backs and i looked at the roster and seeing axel soberg liam doyle connor maloney these are players that to me look like we're gonna have two big old center backs and two little tiny wing little little, little tiny outside backs see i well, I, I that dis- is my I, that is my prediction. I disagree, but I, there Th- that you is go. my prediction. Right, exactly. Why don't you respond with your disagreement? So I, I don't know if I wanted to jump right into that. That is my because I you have like to. the lineup that I that I was predicting to see. Let's I was wait gonna for go Saturday. Through the whole, I, for I, was gonna, I was going to go through the whole lineup with that. Saturday. Okay, you want to wait? You want to save that for Saturday? I think All right. So. I disagree. I think we we're, we're going to play with three. We're going to play with three big backs. Okay. Three three big backs. I think we're going to. Play Soyberg. Um, we're gonna play Doyle, and we're gonna play. We've got a guy now. I can't pronounce his last name. He's Turkish, or somewhere, somewhere Eastern Europe or Middle East, and uh, he's a big kid. And we got him from Vancouver. Okay. His last name's Kamiri, and and so we're gonna play with them. And then we're gonna play with the Champions League guy that had played for Marseille. He's gonna play in in. Uh, Blake Smith's spot and Maloney will be back at his spot next year. I mean, that he was in last year, and that's so okay. that's that's three big guys across the back, and those are the three big guys that I think will start across the back. Well, I guess we're getting into your formation now. Well, and, and actually, I want to. Con- we have eight MLS players on our roster. You you did you read wanna, the article I sent you. Yes, exactly. Eight, yes. eight last year MLS or very recent MLS players. Yes, I, I don't know. It didn't distinguish with all of them. Like, if they were still... A couple of them, it said, were on loan. But, I mean, that's something, huh? I think it's coming from last year playing in the MLS, huh? Yes. That's a statement. Yeah. It, well, what's more of a statement And we're is, not going to sit here and name them all. But, no, but Clayton... The, all three of the center backs that I just mentioned are... Well, Doyle Doyle's not right now. But anyway. Big statement is that the highest number of any other team in USL... Of former MLSers that they signed this year is like three. Yeah. It's not eight and then seven or others have ten. What does that say? We have more than like almost the whole rest of the USL combined. What does that say? That they want to come here, that their clubs think that we're very serious and they'll get playing time here and they'll learn the game? Or does it say that we want to spend, that we're going to spend money I don't all think, of those? I don't think they're on loan. I think they signed with us. I think it said a couple of them were on loan. I think the Vancouver guy is on loan. Let's see. Well, I think it's because we're, we're going to spend money. That's okay, what I that, think. Shandon Hopow from Seattle Sounders, he is on loan. Okay. Yasir Kamiri, the, the the center back, 
that I said he is on loan from Vancouver. Okay. So that, but that's the only two that it says are on loan. Yeah. I guess it says that last year the people on loan, it went well. And that's going to be my free kick at the end of the show, if I can get it before you steal it. But there were some good loanees here last year. Oh, for sure. But, and, and we got burned when they got taken back. And they, well, not burned, but. But what are we? Right, exactly. <laughs> no, I know. I know. That's what, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what does it say about what ML, like, MLS is using us because we're running this seriously as, like, you yeah. know, as a, as a farm club, kind of? Or, or is it saying that we're, we're paying money, a lot of money for these guys that just got cut? You, like, do you think that they're. Both. Yeah. I think it's a professional environment here. That's, okay, good. There you go. That's a that's good way to thing. describe it. That's what I'm looking for. They get training. They get a crowd. They get games that matter. They know we're not going to be in the bottom of the league. Sure. And so they know they can trust. They're getting a coach that has MLS experience? Um, USL experience. Well, Marcino was at that... Oh, plane? Yeah. Did he ever play MLS? I don't think he did. I don't know. But anyway... But it's... But, yeah. Professional environment. All around. From the travel to the team to the owners. They probably... It's not like Reno that might fold at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, it says something that, that, and that all those MLS guys would come here if they're signing here as well. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That that's just yeah. saying, like these are guys that are professionals that want a professional atmosphere that that aren't like, you know, wait, like is the bus going to be on time or <laughs> you know, like did my did my uniform get washed? You Am know, I going to get paid at the end of the month? Yes, there we go. They can call Spurs and say, "Hey, Spurs Sports and Entertainment is a little bit more than like a, a guy like that's a guy that's like a chiropractor." You will be in, paid, like a guy that's a chiropractor in Reno or something. You know? <laughs> is that what he was? I don't know, but it like, was a dodgy owner. Yeah, it for sure, was a dodgy owner there. Yeah. Okay, was that yours then? Three center backs. Yeah, I mean, it it, it was just kind of another prediction okay. that kind of fit in with your prediction. I've got two definite ones that I really like. Okay, is that going to work with you? Um, yeah. Go. Okay, I'll go. These are more hopeful. Okay, just gonna say it. Uh, okay, my third prediction: Jose Gallegos will get called in to a U.S. Youth National Team this year. Ooh. Okay. So, listeners, if you're new to the team, Jose Gallegos started about when the pod started. He's about as young as well, whatever. He's like a 19 year old attacking midfielder he debuted he cannot he cannot drink legally yet yeah debuted about two years ago he played in the academy here we hear all these good things uh, I'm sure most of the listeners know who this kid is he's 19 now does that sound right sure, to you that sounds about right yeah and watching that Olympic qualifying with USL players the teams that beat the USA there wasn't with, a lot of creativity we definitely could have used some creative legs out there and I don't I, I didn't I wanted to say he'll debut but I don't know if he'll actually play because I knew you'd bring up MLS and how it's a... Oh, I'm not going to do that. It's a cartel and all that. So I don't know if he'll play, but I think he'll get called up and get a look. Okay. I like that. Thank you. I have a Gallegos I one need, as well. Oh, boy. And another bootstrap. This is funny how, <laughs> like, but we're afraid Jose Gallegos will not be playing for SAFC. will be playing in Europe next season. So so we, I, I don't think we can fully... Test my prediction at the end of the because I'm saying before the next season starts, he is. And actually, I said plane. I said plane in Europe, and then I scratched it out, and I just said, and, and I changed it to Jose Gallegos is in Europe next season with a European team. Well, the European season starts in September, correct? Right. We'll exactly. know that at the end of the year. Oh yeah, we will for yeah. sure. Yes, of course we will. Yes. I thought about the same prediction. So we both have Jose Gallegos base. So that's kind of interesting to see when we compare those at the end. Well, he's and so for, did you. Did you say just a second ago 
for our lizard. So he went and did a, I don't know, tryout. I don't know what you what you want to call it, a showcase, trial. Uh, a, a trial run with, and apparently Barcelona and Bayern Munich, like, and was gone for three weeks, two weeks, something like that, and just is getting back a few days ago. I mean, these are the two biggest clubs in all of Europe that have no problems with with buying somebody for you know a million dollars and then loaning them out to to other teams like you know for them to get experience so yeah that's very much a possibility i think that's more of the munich possibility barcelona pretty much buys finished products yeah that's true i guess because they bring everything else up through their academy you're either going to be one of their kids in the core or you're going to be a star yeah so but like i mean they don't just fly anybody over that like whimsically, you know, and like I don't think he was paying for this. So there's there's something there's something there. We'll and we'll see. And hopefully selfishly selfishly he's with SAFC until, you know, late summer and then maybe he's gone. No, selfishly, get out of here, dude. Sell him. Like if it's the if it's anything like those clubs, I'd say selfishly like me enjoying watching him play here. Yeah, no, in ten years, so you're gonna remember that you saw him play two more games. Okay. You're gonna remember that all he right. went to Barcelona. I, all right. Okay. Uh, what would be your idea? Where would you put him if he could place? If you were his agent and there was interest, and you could pick the club, because they just say, "Hey, I mean, listeners, you might not know, but uh, like who? Also, Alfonso Davies, Munich starting left back." Right. Played for the Vancouver Whitecaps in MLS. Yep. I'm going to guess that he played for some development teams for them, academy teams. Sure, he was spotted at like age 15. He's a homegrown player, I know that. Yeah. So he had to play in their academy. So Munich is a real possibility. So from Munich to, say, Ethan Bryant in the Belgian second division. I've, so I, I think that I've seen a lot of growth from our young, like when they go to the Dutch league. Like the Dutch leagues, and especially his style of game, the way he plays, and like he doesn't really fit uh, an out and out striker or went like he can play a bunch of different places. So the notion of total soccer and Dutch and stuff like that, like I think he could be. It's not a super physical league. It's not a great defensive league. Mm-hmm. So he can work on his creativity. You know, like I've seen a lot of guys score a lot of goals from the United States, and I mean, isn't that where? where uh, Luis Suarez, Suarez was like, uh, yeah, it's a farm. I mean, it farms for the best leagues in Europe. Yeah, right you know, and like, and those guys generally don't come out and fail either. You know what I'm saying? Once they go on to bigger places, it, you do raise an interesting point, which is it would be a big leap to Munich. Yes, you know, he'd be playing U23s for a good while, right? Like, if he was owned by Bayern Munich and got loaned out to Utrecht, yeah. you know, like okay, or that. PSV Jong, or he, some, would you even or Heracles? Take, would you take? Munich and then a loan to a second division Bundesliga team? Sure. I mean, like. Like uh, Red Bull Nuremberg or whatever it is. Yes. You know, like Fünfter Grüß. <laughs> you know, like he could play with Julian Green. Yeah. You know, like uh, all those would be, or I don't know, even even listener of the program, uh, friend of the Toad, Bayern 1860. Yes. You know, how about that? Yeah, that'd be you awesome. Know, you know what I'm Same saying? city. So, exactly. So, but I, I bet they don't do business with each other very often. I think they. <laughs> Got some issues, but anywho. Okay. So, but anyway, so there we we have two Jose Gallegos, you know, and and it's interesting how we both think what's what what we consider selfish in in that like that you're like selfishly I want to see him go, you know, and I'm like selfishly I want to see him stay because 
I just see Tyler Adams for Red Bull Leipzig in the Bundesliga and Alfonso Davies. I don't know if he played USL ever, but the list of USL grads doing things makes me very happy. There's a lot, Chris Richards. I think is didn't he play US? Didn't he play USL or no? I don't know if he did. I don't know if they had that team yet in Dallas. Um. All right. Well, good. Okay. So, I've got one more prediction. Okay. Do you have another? I do. Can is whose turn is it? I think it's me. Um, right, well, you, you did your Gallegos, so I did my Gallegos, so it's back to you. Okay, this one's a uh, Here we go. SAFC will have a moment in a match this year. Clayton, I want you to remember the word a moment in a match with more native players than non-native players on the field, which means six born in San Antonio players or raised in grow up in San Antonio. This is crazy. This is crazy. Hear me out. I know I am. More on the field than not means six to five. I had to write that down because it's 11 players on the field. Matt Cardone's a gimme, right? He's our starting keeper. MacArthur High School. Unless something happens. MacArthur to Trinity. Trinity. Got it. He's old school. And I'm really sad Blake Smith retired for the purposes of this prediction. (laughs) Because I was, I wanted to say four. And then I, and then I remembered Cardone and I said, well, that's five. Because Jose Gallegos is a gimme. He'll play. Cardone's a gimme. And then you look at the roster. You got Ethan Bryant came yes. back from Belgium. So that's three good players. We'll be, in, we'll be in the mix for starting roles as the season goes. I mean, the season's 38 games or whatever. Should be playing. And then I'm thinking, I hope, you know, Leo Torres, the youngest player we've ever He's signed. He's been getting playing time in the preseason games. And then I'm relying on guys like Abraham Lincoln and Fabi, make me remember his last name from Reagan. Can't remember. And if those two guys get thrown on late in the game, I'm going to turn to you and I'm going to demand free beers for the night. It's like I like I use on my fantasy a basketball team. I try to get a whiteout every now and then. Like <laughs> I did I have, that one year. All five. I did that. Yeah, one year. exactly. Like I could, and we call ourselves the White Shadows, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so it's like that. But what what would we call it? Is that the is that the Puroist lineup? Is that, is that what we would call that? I think that's Puro SA, man. Yeah, they're just the, oh, they're throwing the Puro SA at them, like the inverted like uh, Mighty Ducks, like when they do the. If there was an Open Cup, I think this genuinely would happen. Oh yeah. Now it's more of a hopeful prediction that I think might happen this year. Okay. I think there could be a moment. All right. Very interesting. And the second that they step on the field, it counts. I don't care if it's for the ninety-fifth minute, right? Don't turn to me and say, "Oh, this game doesn't matter. It's five to nothing." I don't care if it's five to nothing. If they're on the field, I'm taking credit. I, and this is funny, like that you. This was your last, and then this is the last one that I have. My Ooh. prediction is this: Ooh. Nick Evans will not be in his current role at this time next year. Whoa. Yeah. Where's Nick going? I don't know, but it, that it, that what you're talking about the fact that we have all these kids that can come and play in a professional league that have been essentially taught the game by Nick Evans. That should tell you something, right? And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, we have all this young talent that's coming out of here, you know, like, and it's not like our team is terrible and we're just signing them because we're trying to fill spaces. And it's the the very opposite of that. We have MLS guys coming here, you know, and then we're throwing in these these 17, 18, 19-year-old kids with them as well. And things to be things seem to be going okay. Like they are they they're like when any when any of these kids have been thrown out there, I haven't gone. Man, this kid looks overmatched tonight. You know what I'm saying? No. Like they have not thrown these kids in just the deep end and let them, let them, let them sink. And so so to, to be clear, in my predictions, I put Evans out uh, and then under it too good. 
It could be because it, he's too good at his job. He'll go somewhere or stay here and have a more in bigger role. Yes. Yeah. Exa- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, and I'm not trying to step on any toes. I'm not trying to be. I'm trying to say like I don't know. Maybe he could be the head coach by the end of the season, depending on how the season went. You know. I didn't like, read it like that. I know that's. But I'm saying like, you know, he's he's his star seems to be on the rise to me. How about that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, that's seems like, that would be a tragedy, Clayton, because he's done so much for the team. I know that's what I'm saying, but but also like selfishly, you know, would you like? To, I, what if he got a chance coaching Neath in the in the Welsh in the Welsh Premier League? You know what I'm saying? Like, and being the head coach of his hometown team. Well, then my prediction, is, my tag on to that prediction is that I don't think, I don't read, growing young players into managing clubs as a head coach. I as guess a, as. So similar. Well, but he's also been he's also been our assistant for he has like, down on the bench every, every game, right? He has, for, and that's a that's a that's a talent. And but raising kids from fourteen to to eighteen is a very different talent than managing former MLSers. Darren Powell came to us as the as the guy, and granted, thank it didn't you. work. Granted, it didn't work out spectacularly. Thank you for proving my point. Well, Darren Powell was really but, good with youth players, but it definitely but it definitely was a path. Right, I mean, or it, it was a path. I can get you an opportunity. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. Well, do what you're good at, though. Like, if you're good at coaching kids to be good when they're older, don't go coach Axel Soberg. Uh, I'm just—is this I, Axel Soberg? I, and I don't, and I don't know what Nick yeah. Evans' desires are or what he wants out of life or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just—it was kind of a commentary on exactly what you said. It was yeah. kind of the same type of thing that that somebody that's producing this many good young players. Someone's going to take notice of, right? Well, I hope he doesn't leave because it, it, I would see the most likely thing is going to Houston or Austin or Dallas, and I don't want to see that. I think maybe go work for Ryan Giggs in the Welsh, you know, like develop, like developing their national kids. What's the, great? I I hope not because he's he's doing a good job, and it's cool to see, and that's what I like. That's what I'm. That's what excites me right now is the youth here, and I'd hate to lose that because we lose our director. See, I. I don't know if I'm. I mean, I'm. Ex- I want the product on the field to be the best product, and I, I don't think you could take all those kids and and play them and have us be successful, and then me say that things things were going. This is great, you know what I'm saying? I think to answer your earlier thing about why do we have so many former MLSers, I think the Spurs have realized our plan is ha- sign these former MLSers and put them around our kids, and you know what kids are? Lead by example. You know what you know what uh, sixteen to nineteen year olds are free labor. Yeah, that's true. Soccer dad Steve and I talked extensively after you left uh, the listener night after the happy hour, uh-huh. a few beers in, and they're out there playing for free. Yeah. So do you want to sign Clayton Hayden? ML- yeah, these, these ML- pro contracts that these kids have signed just basically mean that they can play for the team and retain their college eligibility. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to sign Clayton Hayden, MLS lifer? For sixty grand a year to play left back or right mid, or do you want Leo Torres to do it for free? And he shows off, and then if he does well, you sell him and you make money on both ends. So, I think that's what the Spurs have identified: is that we can have free labor and good labor, and have a good team. I um, 
I've got one more. Oh boy, I'm I'm out of the only reason I'm making faces is I'm out of room to write your predictions in. Well, wouldn't I last anyway? Or was no a bunch of yours? No, I have four right now, and you have five. Because oh, okay. when I do a prediction, you say like, "Well, I think there'll be three center backs," and that becomes your prediction. Now. Well, but I mean, if I have it written down, it's not like oh no, I, yeah, go ahead. You're Sorry. making it sound no, no, no. I'm I'm done. I don't have any. Gimme, uh, gimme. I don't I don't I don't have I I. Is it something that you want to be attached to your name at the end of the season? Yeah, I do. Then I want to hear it. I want. I have. And it's it's bold. Either Nathan or Santiago Patino will lead the USL in scoring. Are they both on our team? Yes. Nathan? Nathan is his name. That's his he, whole name? Th- well, it's, is he like Madonna? It's a, it's a Brazilian. It's a long Brazilian. Something de something. De <laughs> sao de something de something or other. And But he just goes by Nathan. And uh, I think we got him from like Fluminense or like a pretty big Brazilian team. And then... And then, but I can't. I can't. I'm not convinced that he's. It's going to be him or Santiago Patino, who is like the number three overall pick in MLS. He's Colombian, and uh, they blocked his. They blocked like MLS blocked him being a homegrown player. He because he immigrated from Colombia to Orlando, and he he played in college. But he was the number three overall MLS. And I can't remember whether I read or saw or something like. Somebody that pays attention to the USL was like, pay attention to this guy this season. This guy could... could. They're both on our team. Yes, they're both on our team. How'd Patino get here if he was the third pick or whatever? I they Is he on loan or is he our player? It says... It's, it doesn't say he's on loan. It says he is their property. He got blocked by MLS so he came here? No. So I'll read... Let me, let me see if I have exactly where it is. Was I not listening well or do I? am I just... No, 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 no. It's here in regards to, in this article that you sent me, something about, so he, so when he got drafted, he went to college and he played like at Florida Atlantic or somewhere like that or, and scored a ton of goals and Orlando wanted to sign him as a homegrown player mm-hmm. and MLS blocked it. And so they still, dra- they drafted him anyway, but now he's playing with us and I'm not sure how he got here or why Good. he got here. Good. Yeah. I like it. Thanks for educating me. There we go. I'm That's to, it. That's all I got. I'm going to have to clean up the predictions because it's just weird that some of them are like, I think they'll play four at the back, and yours was, well, I think they'll play three. Well, and the, some of these were what things I wanted to see, I want to see also, and they're the, they're, the, they're the same thing. Well, let's transition then, huh? Well, I mean, I used them all. Are that's, you done? The, the, yeah, that's everything I, that's everything I had. Well, about things I wanted to see. Well, that's not 100%. Are true. you ready to transition to Saturday's game? Yeah, okay. I do want to talk about Saturday's Saturday game. night, Colorado Springs at F- at SAFC at home. Three thousand two hundred fans, seven thirty kickoff. Fireworks after the game. Put OSA tailgate before the game. Yes, I, I imagine we'll be out there. Games at seven thirty, between six and six thirty. We'll I'm be setting out there. it six o'clock. Oh, look at you! Six okay. o'clock tailgate. All right. SA, Puto SAFC tailgate by the other tailgates. Look for the flag. So we're we're gonna park. We're gonna park underneath, underneath the bridge. In the shade. Okay, in the shade. Let's do that. We're gonna beat the heat. Okay. In the shade where it hits. Right. And we'll have something out there, right? We'll have a flag. We'll have uh, cards. Maybe we'll have yeah, wing. maybe a table. We'll have uh, chairs. We'll have shirts on. Look we'll for be- the cute children. Those are my children. Don't oh. take them, but they'll be there because they have to be. Yeah. And we'll uh, talk. We'll talk about the game. We'll talk about what we want to see, what we think we're going to see, ooh. and maybe people have listened and they can say, "Well, you know what? I think you're wrong. I want to see this." Ooh. You know. 
I guess one thing is I said I think we did formation, but that's not very exciting. It's a season opener. Clayton, I'm happy to go back to a game and be in the fans. I'm tired of games with no fans. It feels like practice. So you want to see fans? Is that what oh, is that you're saying? I'm looking forward to being in a crowd. Okay. And I want to see... Yeah, I'm looking forward to being there and being in the atmosphere, and I want to see fans. How many How many people do we know? With, what are they capping it at? Like 3,200? 3,200. Does that sound that's, right? That's the number. Okay. And 3,200... To me, I think is gonna feel if we get if they get that many, let's you know, let's hope that they do. Um, it's gonna have the feel of like maybe six or eight thousand, probably right, maybe double that because it's been so long since you've been around that many people. I think so. But thirty two hundred is probably a decent sized game for them, like normally. Or do you think that's a smallish crowd, like a like a midweek crowd? The announced crowd is always six thousand or more. But I know they just but you don't know show I mean. up. Right. Yeah, I think it'll feel like a normal game. I don't know. We'll see. Good. What do you want but to say? I'm, I'm looking forward to like like hearing the beat of the drums as dudes are walking up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like having there be that the atmosphere because there wasn't really atmosphere last year. Like the most atmosphere last year was dudes getting in fights with the ushers. Like, dude, I'm not yeah. I'm, the mask is on, dude. It just comes down when I drink. All right, leave me alone. Yeah. And you know what? We saw unfortunately a lot of that, but and people were and everybody was doing their job. We didn't see any problems, you know. But no. like. But, but that, but that wasn't the atmosphere we wanted to see. the The game was secondary, wasn't it? Yeah, there was only one drum. I think when there was a drum, there was no nobody down in the beer section, like in the. So I'm looking forward to seeing the supporters group. Yeah, the Empire, whatever they are, and the Crocketeers, and the is it the Empire supporters group. I don't know why we're the Empire City. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna have to look them up. It's been that long, Clayton, that I don't even remember their names, even though I support them. And love seeing them and love their Is tailgates. Is the Bear County Casuals not a thing? That's a thing. Okay. There you go. All Maybe right. that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. What are you looking forward to? Or what we're looking for? Um, or want to see? I want to see us not get clobbered in the middle of the field. Ooh. I'm going to go back to the game. Ooh. Back to the game itself. Ooh. Towards the end of last year, whether it was a, whether it was a personnel problem or a formation problem... Or a heart problem, or uh, the other teams were just better than us. Problem. Um, we were getting destroyed in the middle of the field last year, right? Like by the end, it was just like we're just banging the ball forward and hoping that three forwards pressure enough and the other team screws up and we get a goal somehow. And I want to see us keep the ball and play and play some soccer. This play some soccer on Saturday. Yeah, I hope the coaching staff figured that out over the off season. Well, and right. there there is a signing that's been mentioned, like the USL on their website. They like key players, best players at each position. You know, like their kind of predictions and stuff like that. And I don't know how spot on there, but we signed a kid named Chris Lema from New York Red Bulls two, who's been part of their for like three years, and he was like the outstanding player in the USL like two years ago or three years ago. He led them to a title, I think, like, um, and he plays for us now. And once again, I don't know if he's on loan or we signed him, but he supposedly can play some some really good stuff, play some really penetrating balls forward and stuff. And PC is still with us. Oh, can I go? Yeah, go. You looking I'm, forward to? I'm looking forward to PC. So I don't want to let you go on and on. You said Chris Lima in the middle of the park. PC was a good soldier last year. Yeah. He played a lot of minutes. If you're new to the team, new to the game, new to soccer, new to the podcast, for me, if you go to the game, watch a little PC, man. I'm 5'9". PC's what? 5'7"? 
He's a little man. He's got a motor. He's going to motor around that he field. He plays a lot bigger than his frame indicates. He's going to motor all over, play big. He's going to yap. He's got a big mouth. Yeah. L- little frame. He's going to he's going to ch- be chippy. He's going to he's going to get in there and, and he's going to tang- get tangled up a few times. He's, he's going to get tangled. He's a professional at the professional foul. So if you're new to the soccer also, it means he's going to just do a little a little hit, a little of this, a little of that. Kind of like like a little Shane Battier type stuff. A little Bruce He's like a Bruce Bowen. He's our glue guy. Yeah, he's going to step on your foot when you go to the for the jump shot. He's getting you know, the he's thing. Gonna poke yeah. you, he's gonna poke you in the stomach when you're when you're midway up for the jump. He's gonna y- yell bank when you shoot. <laughs> he's doing that stuff on the soccer field. So what if he's number six again this year? He's number six. He's a little Brazilian guy, but he's just kind of the the office manager of our team. And if if he's doing too much and getting in too much trouble, it's a bad sign. And if he's just going around tidying up and being the janitor and mopping the field. It means that we're doing good because he shouldn't have to try too hard, right? He should be back there in his spot, cutting out, putting out fires, not managing the whole game, not attacking, yeah. not getting yellow cards on purpose. Can I just say I'm I'm looking forward to seeing a live sporting event. Yes, you I, can. I, I don't know if like since we got eliminated a while back, like that was the Have last you not time. Been to I, a sporting event? Not since, not since then. I mean, high school you? football, high school soccer. Oh, game? we did go, to, but we were outside in the car. We I didn't know. even go into the, you know. I've played in in our little leagues and stuff like that, but like this is going to be just a live sporting event. I mean, think about how much soccer you've watched on TV between when uh, two hundred games, probably. I mean, you know, it's just like, and and, and it's going to be different, like. To have my eyes and head going back and forth, you know, it's gonna be. I'm looking forward to it in a crowd, also. Yes, I'm vaccinated. Yes. You're vaccinated. Yep, we both are. We can hug when we score. Yes, exactly. I'm looking forward to not sitting by you, Clayton. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because are you back in your regular seats? Yes, I am indeed. We we got four together in the end zone. Okay. Down there, across from the beer garden. You know, we do the podcast. And last year, the pandemic, we ended up sitting by each other most almost every game. Yeah. And I do like that when I'm in a different seat, it could just be for half the game, but it could be for the whole game. When I'm down in the cheap seats with the gente, like, I get the very street-level... I mean, they all yell in puto every goal kick, so yeah. just go from there. Uh-huh. I get the visceral... And I'm also a little detached, and I can do my little shattic nerd out and watch what's happening with my own opinions. And I don't have, I don't get the feedback... Yeah, during, during the game. And then on Monday, I tell you what I thought. And I've had some days to think about it. And I haven't heard Clayton in my ear going, you're right or you're wrong. I just get to think. I think the conversations that we have are better because they they ha- the ideas haven't been bounced off of each other. So they're unadulterated. We don't I just agree. They're without influence. Yeah. They're, or they're, I mean, there's surely they're with influence. There are there are our own influence, our entire own thoughts. But but that no, there's no undue outside influence yet. You know? Yeah, exactly. I get that. Back to you. Um, I don't really have anything else. Me either. I don't think. I mean, I think that we're so, like, and we said we're not gonna talk about every player and say you know we're talking like oh I'm looking forward to seeing if this guy can do this and this guy can do that. You know, uh, we'll talk. We'll talk lineups when we get when we get there after we've been drinking for a little bit. Because I very much have the lineup that I think I want to see. On sight unseen. Sight on of, Saturday. I, yes, on Saturday. Just because I want to see how close I am to thinking that would I you, know what's right. Yeah, would you I, rather share the players with the listeners or the formation with the listeners? 
I think I think it's it's uh, it's e- exactly like what it was last year. It's going to be a three-five-two-one or a three-five. That's too many players. You know, I'm sorry. Three-five-two. Yeah. And like wait, those two, in the first half of last year when we played two forwards, or the second half of last year when we played three forwards. I think it's going to be like. Well, I have it like it's pretty direct. The, I pretty have direct. it like the, I have it like the second half with Gallegos underneath the two, and then Lema and PC next to each That's other. That's not how they played in the second half. Eh. They played three forwards. I I think part of well, we can agree to disagree. I think part of it was that they didn't know exactly what they were doing because where was Gallegos and where was uh, Portuguese little the uh, okay. Anyway, we can talk about that all day long. So Saturday we'll talk about it. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. We'll just talk about Saturday. Okay. Um. Damn, dang! I was going somewhere with it, but never mind. Yeah, because we—I mean, we've mentioned personnel. I've—I've I've mentioned five personnel. Already. Oh, okay. I wanted to shout out some people. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you're a listener and you haven't looked and you're just listening, who's? Ba- I want to point out who's back. Matt Cardoni in the goal. Most of these have come up tonight. All right. Yeah. The returning players who have ever played for this team before. Oh, okay. Matt Cardoni in the goal. Yes. We got Sarge. Connor Maloney. Yep. I learned this offseason that his parents are military, by the way. Logged lots of minutes last year. Parents are... Dad was in the military, yeah, so I mean, Sarge is appropriate. Yeah. Right back. PC in the middle. Uh-huh. Jose Gallegos, we've gone on and on about. Ethan Bryant, the local kid who went to Belgium, came back. Yep. Leo Torres, the youngest one we've ever signed. And then the two big boys in the back. Axel Soberg, who played a couple uh, games. Just a couple of games and then got recalled... By the team that owned him and then traded later. Yep. So And same with Liam Doyle, who only played our one game, our playoff game, and we lost. Yes, where the goal he didn't shut the man down. <laughs> he didn't shut the guy down quick enough. But whatever, he's back and he's gonna Oh, you know what I here's, he, looked, he looked good. To here's, be, here's to be fair to him, he looked good. I didn't I forgot to write it down, but this is okay. one more. Who is going to who's gonna be that leader? I'm looking forward to seeing who steps up and takes that role Ooh. and hoping uh we lost Mitchell Tainer, <laughs> who was who 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 had his Gaffs in the back last year, but he was undoubtedly the leader in the back, wasn't he? We lost a lot of key players. All those forwards. Yeah. Haven't even mentioned Christian Pirano, young player of the year who signed abroad in the Portuguese first division. Off season. No so longer with us. Like one of the be- our leading scorer, Luis Sonyak, went down to Chile for whatever reason is now back at either New Mexico or El Paso. Yes, he is. Yeah, so he's good. So and he he scored like nine goals in like in like well, they only played fifteen games or whatever, you know, and he didn't play every game. Pirano was one of the top players in the league. For sure. We lost him. Bunch of other players. So there's a lot of turnover, but there are some returnings. But yeah, I, I'm I'm anxious to see and I wanna see who takes the who takes the lead in the back. Who's gonna be our who's gonna be our master of the dark arts, who's uh, going to uh, You be, mean in defense. Yeah. I mean I assume one of those guys is gonna be the leader. Liam Doyle. I, I'm, Bald head, number get, five. Good guess, yes. Do you want to talk any schedules, or do you want to schedule highlights, or do you want to go into free kicks? I don't have the schedule in front of me, so okay. I, I can't I've got speak. some highlights, but we don't have to. I, I will say, what I would another thing I prediction, oh, pr- one last pr- final prediction, I, I'm going to an away game. Let's make that more less of a prediction and more of a vow. Yeah, or, or a part of the our barnstorm. <laughs> go to an away, can I point out some? Yeah. For you? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this will be quick. Uh, four of the first five games are at home. So, listeners, you mark the calendar. May is at home, basically. Hopefully, Just, weather stays a little cool. We get we get a month of coolness since we're one, starting a little bit later. Yeah, one away game. But some road trips to look at. 
June 5th, Colorado, little early summer Colorado Springs trip. June 11th at Vegas. I was, I, I really did try to make it happen. To I go know out you know for that. June 16th, New, Me- New Mexico, land of enchantment. So, uh, there's some universe where I would drive to Colorado Springs and then Vegas and then New Mexico. <laughs> that would be a hell of a Woo! excuse, right? July 17th, back in Colorado, if you want to do some mountains in the summer. Get out of San Antonio at that time. And then Austin, July 31st and September 7th are the away games at Austin. Yeah. So. And there's some there's other ones thrown in there, obviously. Like like we said, there's 37 games, 38 game schedule. 32. 32? Six, 16 away. 16 away. That's a lot. They only played 16 last year or something like that, right? That's true. You know? That's true. So we, we've got a lot of soccer coming up. Okay. A lot of soccer. But what do I put that down as? Va- uh, Barnstorm. Va- I'm going to put Val because that's the Ooh, word I thought of. That's Go sig- more significant than a prediction. Away game. Um, you have a free kick, Clayton? Yeah, man. I watched. Free kicks are brought to you by Trevino our, Tile. Our legacy sponsor, our first and original sponsor, Trevino Tile. Thank you, Willie Trevino, for coming out to the uh, listener supporters program. Uh, that we that we recorded on Friday night and sponsoring and sponsoring it. it as well and I think a good time was had by all I think people were very interested in what we were doing that weren't part of what and like <laughs> maybe we made a couple of new fans I don't know we'll see we handed out some cards we definitely drank some beer we definitely made some fans of the waitress because yep, she's got uh, a scarf we uh, we ate some we drank some beer and ate some pizzas and it was all delicious yeah. Um, so anyway, yes, Trevino Tile, three generations tiling, for taking care of your tile needs. Trevino Tile will be part of our uh, will be part of our uh, tailgate on uh, oh, on Saturday. Right. So you, if you have any tiling questions, come on out and see Willie on Saturday. I'm sure he'll take a moment to talk to you about your tiling needs. All right. Um, the season started already, and I watched Louisville versus Atlanta two to kick off. Actually, yeah, it was the first game of the season on Friday night. Um, or Saturday night. It was either Friday night or Saturday night. We were on a long weekend. It was Battle of Flowers. That wasn't really Battle of Flowers. But it just made me realize there, there are games everywhere. The USL is going to be everywhere. It's going to be all over ESPN, ESPN2. One of our games is nationally televised. We play, I can't remember which game it is. I think it's New Mexico. All right. One of our games. And we're on national, like either ESPN or ESPN2. All right. And, uh, I think these are good signs. And then also I read about today, there's a USL all-access t- radio show on Cirrus XM Radio. They have like a soccer station, and the USL is going to have its own show on that. So what I'm saying is, like, these are good signs for the USL. And this is like, that's my free kick. That like things are going in, in a, in a, in a, after a year where you saw five teams disappear, like these are all positive signs, I think. You know, that the TV contracts are getting bigger. There's more... There's more coverage going on. Like I think these are all good signs for the league, and and so I'm I'm starting off with that as my free kick, and that we're going into the season in a positive way. I think it's easy to forget how young the league is. Yeah, like this league was founded, and it was a league before, but like the modern yes, USL, like they only say like six years. It's only like six or eight years old at most. Twenty fifteen or something. And now you can watch every single game if if you wanted to. And I'm not saying yeah, you can like, also watch women's college wrestling or something. That's true. I get I get it. But what what but is watch? Two seasons ago, we couldn't watch every game. You know, now, is that the internet expanding or is that the USL expanding? I I think it's that whoever's investing in the time 
they see this as at worth at least worth of worthy of that investiture, you know? Yeah, no, I, I I'm with you. Um, it's worth seeing that the league. It seems like the league is. I mean, we were worried if this league would make it. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like. That's, SAFC has is how old? It's uh, five years. It's uh, four years. Yeah, six years. No. What do you think? I don't know. Established 2015, 2016? I don't know. It's younger than a couple, than both of my children. Put it that way. Yeah. So, these are good things for a league that could fold tomorrow. Exactly. And could have folded. All right. My turn? Yeah. Well, mine's USL adjacent. Clayton, I'm kind of really into you, to the MLS. Ugh. And you know why? That's, that's... Just let me free kick. Don't block my free kick, Sorry. all right? You know why? Why? Because there's crowds. Yeah. Have you watched the game? Yes, I've watched parts of maybe three or four games. That is energy. And I don't care why you're making ugh noises at my enthusiasm. There's energy on the in the crowd, on the field, and it translates. It's symbiotic, whatever. Well, I turn on the MLS because that's what I do because it's soccer and I have a TV. And you know who I saw on Saturday night making all the headlines? David Ochoa, former Real Monarchs. A year ago, he was in goal. Remember the season opener? Yes. He was playing Saturday night, and Uh he got in a a little brouhaha. Did you hear about it? I did. I saw the highlights. I did. The game ended. He He, had uh, had pulled some jive ass during the the game, like flopping on the ball, not giving him the ball after they scored. That's right. And he uh, took the ball, turned to the supporter section... And punted the ball into the supporter section of the Minnesota United. Did you see the clip? I did. You know who was in the other goal uh, a year ago? Dane Sinclair. That's right. You know who was in goal on Saturday night? Dane Sinclair. For Minnesota United in the MLS. So, how about that, Clayton? Two keepers in the MLS first two games. They both started both games. Very cool. St. Clair had a good save. Very cool. You're so over this. Well, I just... You're so over I, this. I've already seen my pattern start with the MLS where I get real excited and I turn it on and then I'm like, man, why can't... I, I get more excited about the USL. I, I, I really do. I don't know whether it's... that's Wait. It's, it's my hometown. It's my hometown team. But like... Hey, you say you're a Minnesota United fan. Well, I mean, and now Dane St. Clair played here. Yeah, I mean, that's we why I liked drafted him. him. We said he looked so good. We said he looked impressive. He went off, and now he's making it up in the big city, and you're like, meh. Well, it's just, it's too much. It really is. Would we say there's too much soccer? So, like, I'd prefer to watch, I'd prefer to watch USL. That's fine. Than, than, I, than I, MLS. I didn't watch this game either. I just watched the highlights, <laughs> okay? But it happened. I see what you're saying. And they did well. They're both in their young 20s. So they could be going places. And I don't care that they're in Minnesota as much as where they're going to go next. I got it. And they could go somewhere real. Yeah. And then you could say, there was a game where we saw both those kids play on the same night against each other. It's pretty weird that a year later they faced off. Yeah, that is. In a big league. We never, like us sitting there right there. We we never would have we would have been like wait why isn't Cardone starting in goal and then we're like well we got this kid and then we're like oh yeah if we got him they're gonna play him like he's a goalie so anyway yeah I'm sorry I didn't mean to poo poo it's and, okay time and, is up Clayton all right uh, Buenas noches yeah, 